Let's Be Legendary podcast is a member of the Nerd and Tie Podcast Network. For more podcasts ranging from true crime to nerd culture and convention news, please visit nerdandtie.com. We strive to make this podcast and story a safe and inclusive place for as many listeners as possible. So if we've missed any content warnings, please feel free to let us know. Content warnings for this episode include adult language, mature themes, descriptions of a child in danger, and suicide imagery at the very end. Beyond vast deserts and towering cities of steel and steam, forgotten groves and dark forests lay hidden in plain sight. The world holds its breath as each piece is set for the game to conclude. With each step I take, I feel the strength of all those who came before me, running with me, guiding me. With each step they take, the cracks grow wider and the fractures deepen within her heart. With each step I take, I feel myself on the other side of a mirror and reality slips further from my grasp. I hear the wilds and feel who I am meant to become. I hear the wilds and change is balanced on the tip of a blade. I hear the wilds and know it is only a matter of time. This is the Feywild West. These are the spaces beyond the door. Let's be legendary. check on my kids though you, you have children two yeah they are in she get thoughtful look on her face it yes it's <laughs> it's weird but yeah. yes they travel with us well our son is in school or will be soon in one of the larger cities Alpike ah he is studying magic himself so the most straightforward <laughs> so yeah he's ridiculously smart you did he's gonna be something really special are they able to travel into here not quite our daughter is she is actually traveling with us but she stays in the house most of the time wait a moment wait adrian i need a vertical space please. like right now you're led to a blank stone segment. I set the door up and I guess she can come in if she wants. She bows and takes her leave before you head into the house. Okay. Quick step back into the house. Jareth! Adrian! Adrian! Jealous? It's no answer. She came in through our door. She did. Jareth couldn't leave our door. If yes, he, he came if, in through... If he tried to leave to our door, he would just end up wherever he had put his own doorknob. Assuming that doorknob was still in the same position. Which means that Adrian would have had the same problem. But we have had the doorknobs all the time. She would not have been able to get out. And she can't leave with that doorknob. 
look very worried. Okay, well, I'm going to hang out at the front door. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Oh, I am with you. Okay. Yeah. We're going to hang out at the front entrance and pace back and forth, and or at least I am, until one of someone comes through the fucking door. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay. It's about two hours, two very tense hours, but eventually the door opens and in steps Gareth and Adrian. <sighs> oh, thank the Undertaker. Uh, hi. Hi. How did you do that? Huh? Take Adrian with you. She should not have been able to leave with you. Looks down at her. I don't know. You did nothing? No, so, no magic bullshit that you came up with? Uh-uh. I, I told her I was going over to Talden's, and I went over, and she followed me out. So I came back in and wrote a note for you guys. Look at Adrian. Is that what happened? She just nods. You can go through that door. Shrinks a little bit. And just nods. You're, you're not in trouble, sweetie. It's okay. Uh, Maybe just a bit. Just the way that the doors work, that shouldn't be possible. Unless somehow we got the doors mixed up. But even so. I'm going to try opening our door. Like, the door we have. Uh-huh. Step out a little bit. Here, come here, sweetie. And she comes and, like, looks out. And she comes out the door? Yeah. Well, we learned something new. Jealous, where's your doorknob set up? Uh, it's set up at Talden's. Could you open it? Uh-huh. And he opens it and... Why close ours? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> he, he opens it and you're actually not really able to see out of it. It looks foggy. I walk through. You find yourself in the grove? Go back in. Wait, I can't go back in. Oh, yeah, I can. The doorknob. Uh, your, our, our doorknob is still outside. Yeah, you can yeah. see it. Okay. So I go back in. Yeah. You're back in the house. Clove. Well, looks like you've got a little talent of walking through dimensions. Looks at the ground and kind of kicks at it a little bit. That means you can visit Jareth and Talden at least. And you're not going to be stuck in the house. It's a good thing. I pick her up and mm-hmm. I give her a hug. It's like, we're not mad. We were just worried. Okay. How was it? Did you two have fun? They had taffy. Taffy? Nuts. Was it good? Nuts. I like Taffy too. Oh, Jerez, the next time you see Talden, would you tell them that I have some questions for them? Uh huh. Thank you. Looks like we might be. We might be here for a bit. We might be in the same spot for a couple of weeks. Where are. Scrunches of his face. It always says, sounds weird when I say that. <laughs> Where are you? South of Trenton? Southeast of Trenton. What's south of Trenton? Where we are. Uh, a hidden grove thing. Remember John? Uh-huh. He has a big group of people that follow He's him. He's got a big fan club down here. South of Trenton. <laughs> okay. In a hidden grove. So, um... It's kind of cool. And I'm going to learn how to shift completely into... Jealous, what do you know about druidic magic? Uh Oh! Oh, oh! Nature wizard! Um, they were sometimes called, uh, hedge wizards? Wizards 
that were concerned purely with the study of nature and how things were magically tied together. Sounds right. Sounds right. Jira said that they ate over at Talden's. What'd you guys do there? They were asking Adrian some questions about Lord Longfellow's. Hmm. But they stopped after they realized it might not be a good idea. Probably not yet. She'll she'll get to the point where she can talk about it. Well, glad you guys had fun, I guess. Hmm? Do you want to do anything else tonight? I'm trying to think. Talia seems like distracted the whole night. Well, yeah. I think I'm just worried about you. I'm okay. Just, you know, just because I can't lie doesn't mean you're allowed to. Not not okay. I just don't know how to feel, I guess. About what? Anything. <laughs> I guess we'll just have to wait and see tomorrow. I suppose. Anyway, I guess we should get some sleep, huh? Yes, what time is it? It's actually kind of late, approaching ten. Okay. Alright. I guess we all go to bed. Mm-hmm. Tally's in the hallway again. I come... I, okay, you... I come, I'm going to bed, but then when you're like, yeah, I'll be in, you know, whatever, and you're sitting in the hallway. Oh, no, I wait till you fall asleep, and then I go out in the hallway. Okay. Then here's what I want to do. Uh-huh. I'm going to pretend to go to sleep. Right. Okay. Did you fall, like, a sleep check? Deception. Uh. You look. Yeah, I do, and I'm about, you know, you, you go away. What is it? <laughs> Not one. I'm going to do another one. Hey, that's better. There we go. Um... Deception. So it's a 19. Nice, yeah. I tend to sleep. Mm, I, I buy it. Uh, six, seven, eight. I snore really loudly. Eight to insight. Okay, yep. So you wait for her to go to sleep, and after she appears to be asleep, you go out into the hallway. And I just sit down and watch the wall, I guess. And I give you like 10, 15 minutes. Just maybe you just went to pee. But when it's clear you have not gone to pee or you are having a very unpleasant time in the best one, <laughs> they come out. Talia. Hey, I thought you were asleep. What are you doing out here? Just keeping an eye on everyone. You're staring at a wall. Yeah, but I mean, that's just what's in front of me. I can see. Uh, I can see down the hall to the kids' room, and I can see into our room and they can keep an eye on everyone. I'm just kind of looking at you quizzically. Talia, you know we are in an interdimensional pocket in the astral plane. There's nothing that can get in in here. I I know, I just um, I, I like knowing I can keep an eye on everybody in case anything. I just look at you. I'm not even saying anything. Like, I'm letting you realize how ridiculous this sounds. <laughs> it goes right over your big fat head. <laughs> okay. It makes perfectly logical sense to her. She can see everybody. Talia, you don't have to. Yeah, I do. No, you don't. I do have to make sure everybody's safe. And everyone is safe. I know, I can see. Talia. 
How many times have you fallen in battle? And yet I stand before you. And Jareth got caught. And yet he sleeps soundly. I just need to make sure everyone is safe. Everyone is safe. Come to bed, Talia. What if something happens? Then I miss it. What could possibly happen here? I don't know. What could possibly happen by opening up our front door and being ambushed? Talia, you... Setting aside the fact that we are in an interdimensional pocket in the astral plane and nothing can get in except for gods, which there are seven, and I think they all have something better to do today. You cannot... Actually come and sit, like, between you and the wall, like, in front of you. And I take your hands. I squeeze them. Talia, I am safe. Jealous is safe. Adrian is safe. And you know it has nothing to do with you sitting out here all night. Talia, look at me. She does. You cannot prevent every terrible thing from happening. All you can do is rise to the occasion when things do. And being out here trying to prevent these sorts of things, these things that will not happen, that you know better than to think they will, they compromise your ability to rise to the occasion when you need to. And this is not all on you. It is not your responsibility solely to keep everyone safe. It is my responsibility to keep you safe as well. I'll go down as much as everyone else. No. But I have watched you die twice. She kind of puts her head down. Aline forward in Aguirre. She hugs you back. Nightmares just keep getting worse. I know. I know. It's foolish to think you can do this alone. I'm not trying to do it alone. I'm just trying to do what I can. Which is why you are out here all alone. I was trying to let you get some sleep. I kind of pull back and look at you, like, skeptically. I'll wait until I pass out. I don't really get as much of the dreams. Talia, you cannot do this to yourself. I'm not trying to do anything to myself. I'm just... What? I'm just trying to make sure everybody's safe. But everyone is safe. So why are you punishing yourself? Because it was my fault Jareth died in the first place. No, it was not. The only person whose fault it is that Jareth died was a person that pulled the trigger. And check. Neither of us did. 
I taunted it. I did too. It happens over and over again in my nightmares. It keeps getting worse. We still have that potion. It erases your recollection of your dreams. I don't know how I feel about that. Why not? It just rubs me weird. Then it is up to you to remember that it isn't a dream. That it is not real. Do you? Do I what? Do you realize that you're having dreams? Sometimes. It's a great deal of effort. But it has been my experience. It is better for one to face their problems rather than run from them. You have never been one to run. No, I haven't. And you shouldn't start now. I stand up and then reach for your hand. And I stand up with you. You're right. I smile. Let's go to bed. Promise me you won't come back out here. I promise. Good. I will know if you do. I have. Watch and find out. So creepy. I smile again. A little, a, a little, a little, a little bit manic. <laughs> just, just a little bit. Just like, slightly. Hmm. No, that's okay. And I nod. <laughs> <laughs> so we go to bed. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, Talia, roll me a d4. One. You lay down to go to sleep, and. It takes a while, but eventually you do fall to sleep, and you wake up at some point during the middle of the night with a red light streaming through the open bedroom door. Celine isn't in the bed next to you. Can I tell if it's green? Make a wisdom check. Ten. Unfortunately, no. Celine? Your voice echoes weirdly. And there's no answer. Go out of the bedroom and check on the kids. As you step out of the doorway, you see a man, or the shadow of a man, in the hall. It's backlit. And all you see is a silhouette. But you do see very clearly he is holding Jareth. Jareth is kicking and struggling to get away. Oh, I, I summon Death Whisper and hold it up. Nothing happens. Can I shift? Does that work? You shift, and that seems to work. The man is holding Jareth with his arm wrapped tightly around his throat, and Jareth is kicking and struggling, trying to like push the man's arm up and over his head. But the man pulls out a gun and you recognize the silver gleam of retribution. Can I cast Dark Step? Make another wisdom check. Four. It doesn't even come to mind. As you dash forward, 
in the dream in your shifted form to just attack the man, get Jareth away. The hallway stretches weirdly as he seems to just get infinitely further and further away until there's the shot and you wake up. I probably wake up screaming. Talia, 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 look, look at me, look at me. It was just a dream. It was just a dream. It wasn't real. Wake up. You are awake now. Just screech up and just pull you into a hug. She hugs you back. It's over. It's over. She's just shaking mm-hmm. and crying. I'm gonna just wait till, you, till she calms down. She does eventually. Mm-hmm. Sorry, I woke you up. Don't even apologize. Don't, do not apologize. You just keep getting worse. I know. But you faced it. Barely. No, not barely. You faced it. Well done. <laughs> I mean it. I'm Talia, I mean it. We don't have to get up for a while. She probably gets more sleep, but... Probably a good idea. I lay back down. I wait. I mean, I lay back down with you, but I'm, I'm just going to stay awake until I'm sure you are asleep. I don't sleep. I don't sleep. I'm awake too, then. I can't. Yes, you can. Oh, I can't. Yes, you can. Can I? Eventually. Okay. So, exhaustion, I'm guessing. Yeah. Just. Mm-hmm. And I wait for, um,. I wait for you to fall asleep. Morning comes, eventually, with you two waking up a little after sunrise. I don't take any exhaustion points, do I? No. Oh, okay. You probably don't look great, though. No. You always look good. Probably not right now. <laughs> no. You look. You always look good. Nah, you're biased. I am. Thank you. But I'm also right. The kids aren't awake yet, are they? No. Okay. Well, I'm gonna take a shower and go make breakfast. Wait for them to get up. Do you want company? Oh, sure. Take a shower? Yes. Yes, I do. I thought so. You eventually, the kids wake up and you make them breakfast, and mm-hmm. you eventually get outside. Yep. Okay. So you get outside, having set up the door pretty much in the same area that you guys had eaten last night, or Mm. or close to, and you find just sitting cross-legged in the middle of the now empty clearing is Franya. And she's just sitting there with her eyes closed, just breathing slowly. Be nice. Celine just like... She sees this and she just starts like regressing into neck fat. She doesn't have like <laughs> easy, easy. And I put my hand like on your shoulder. And I like I like hold up one finger like a little little bit. Little voice in her ear says, "Good morning." You're late. Oh, you are late. We had a difficult night. Sorry about that. Mm-hmm. Alright, so what do I do? <clears throat> what? <laughs> like, 
She doesn't know. I know, it's adorable. Like, okay, now what? She's a wolf. They're very straightforward and to the point. How do I do this? She's a, she's a doggo. She reaches out and just pats the patch of grass next to her. Come and sit. Okay. I come over and I sit. Okay. And I look, like, awkward. <laughs> yep. Because, of course, I do. You manspread? No, she's sitting crisscross, but she's, like, not really sure what to do with herself, so she's like, find out what to do with her hands. Is there, like, a hawk or something I can sit and just watch? Yeah. Okay. It's entertaining. Yeah, I'm curious. <laughs> I want to know how this works. I want to know how to do this thing, too. Not just I want to, but I'm like... I want to know the instructions. So, like, when you're like, shit, how do I do this? I'd be like, oh, remember, you do it this way. And you'd be like, okay, right, shit, yeah, I got it, okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> Did we leave the door in the same spot in case Adrian needed to yeah, come out? Yeah. Okay. I think we told her, like, if you need to come out. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She just sits there in silence. Okay, I think I figured out what to do with my hands. So, what do I do? We sit and we breathe. Celine's doing it. That's it? For today, we sit and we breathe. Okay. Sit and breathe. Just sit there and breathe, I guess. Okay. She looks around a lot, though. Mm Mm-hmm. Fidgets. I don't think she fidgets as much. She doesn't get the point of just sitting there and breathing. Other than it might be doing something for this person that she has no idea what it is supposed to do. So she just takes the opportunity to just just feel what's around her. Because mm-hmm. she, she grew up in the woods. So this is kind of not similar to that, but it has the same feel. So she's just enjoying that feeling until she gets told to do something else. Yeah. An hour goes by. Two. Uh, Celine probably sat there for the first hour or so. Uh-huh. Just also just sitting and being quiet. But after that, she quietly got up and started just gonna go explore, I guess. Okay. So, where did Celine go then? I think at first she's just kind of walking aimlessly through the buildings and paths and things like that. Okay. You actually find that there are no doors. Like, everything is open doorways. There are no closed doors. There are some privacy curtains in a couple places. Mm-hmm. But nothing is closed. Interesting. What kind of people are out and what are they doing when they see me? So, as you're walking around, you see all sorts. And as you had seen before, it was a good couple hundred people. Mm-hmm. And a lot of a lot of children. Again, of all sorts. You actually see one or two tiefling kids hmm. running around. One kid that, that looks human except for bright emerald green hair. Mm-hmm. A couple of furbolg kids. They're so cute. Half elves. I think just after walking around for a bit, I I stop someone like passing me by. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Uh, yes. Where do you... You're sick or you're in jail. Are there any... Is there a place that... I... But I... Mm, I am an healer. Uh-huh. Yes. Uh, <laughs> is there anyone who has been injured or sick? Is it... We... Uh, the 
druids here all are all also healers. Of girls. Oh. Um, right. We 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 don't really have much in the way of sick, I'm I'm afraid. What about those close to death? They are usually taken care of by their immediate family until such time as they're passing, at which point the entire grove sends them off into the afterlife. Is there anyone that is kneeling that point now? A few, yes. Actually, um, Grandmother Nelia is close to passing. She is the last of the dragonborn that live with us here. I see. I may be able to open this process. You are, I believe I heard, a cleric? Yes. Of the Harvester. Pardon? The Harvester. No. You wear his symbol around your neck. I wear the symbol of the Undertaker. Ah, forgive me. Uh, we refer to him as the Harvester here. Really? How did you come to call him that? He's walking you towards, you assume, towards mm-hmm. uh, Grandma Nelia. Mm-hmm. He is the one that gathers those who have died, and after one has grown tired of this life, after one's soul has decided it is ripe and time to move on. He is the one that takes you on to the afterlife. Or we revere him as someone who comes when it is time for us to leave this world, not when he deems our time up. Uh, here we are, and he leads you through an archway. Boy, this is so strange that you don't have doors. We don't really have need of them. Not really a not really a bad thing to do without, to be quite honest. The protections on the grove keep those we wish to not find us away, and we have nothing that does not belong to each other. Hmm. Well, that is not entirely true. I, for one, have a few personal items that I would be right without if I found that someone took for their own possession, but we all respect each other enough to not be a dick. He leads you through the archway and into a a warm room. Everything seems to be made of stone, and as you look at it, everything seems naturally formed. There are several woven rugs on the floor to just give more warmth to the room. Mm -hmm. And there are a couple people sitting around a bed with a very old-looking golden dragonborn. Is she conscious? She is. Mm -hmm. She's talking with a half-elf that's sitting next to her bed. Can I tell how close she is to death? Make a medicine check? Medicine, Um, oh, that's not bad. 16. 16? Is she going to die in the next 20 minutes? No. Okay. She's old, frail, and sick. Mm-hmm. 
maybe a couple days, maybe a week. Okay. The person that's with me, what is what is he doing? He introduces you to the people there, and you actually catch that his name is Burnham. And the half-elf that's sitting with the dragonborn is Mariana. Mariana. Since I kind of, I'm just winging it, don't, I mean, I, she doesn't really be, want to be like, Hi, Grandma Nelia, I'm, I'm a cleric of the death god. You're going to die soon. No, but um, she's actually really happy to meet you as, like, a stranger mm-hmm. that's come in. She reminisces on the last time they had a stranger through here, which was, like, maybe 200 years ago. Oh, my. Jesus. She has a lot to say about a lot of things. <laughs> a lot of opinions. Yeah, a lot of opinions. But a lot of opinions on people. Just, like, people Mm -hmm. in their community. Right. (laughs) And gossip. There's old old person gossip about Mm -hmm. various people. You spend a good portion of the day with her. Mm -hmm. And Talia. Franya. She sits there. All day. Just sitting and breathing all the way to sundown. I think Talia would have just started trying to recognize smells then. Okay. She's not sitting idly. Mm -hmm. She's doing things. She's taking in scents, figuring out what that scent does. Uh, Sounds. Franya lets out a sigh and stands up and stretches. Are we done sitting and breathing? For today. Okay. Um, are we gonna do that every day? Is that what this is? It is the start. You did quite well. Although I shall have some more instruction on how to do it more productively tomorrow. Yeah, I'm better with directions. This was more just to see if you could indeed sit and do nothing. I spent two years feral in the woods. There's much to do. I can sit for a very long time and do nothing. Very good. Very good. Right. Where are you? Probably still with Glamanelia and your family. I'll just follow your scent, I guess. (laughs) Make a perception check. What's 17 plus 7? 24. 24. Cool. So as you make your way away from the clearing, Franya calls out, Don't be late tomorrow. Sorry. And you go and find Celine. She's still sitting with Grandma Nelia, who has fallen asleep by this point. Mm -hmm. Hey. Hey. How did sitting and pleasing go? Uh, about as well as you expected to go. Boring. Oh. I was like, um, how did I? Didn't, I didn't have any expectations, so it. <laughs> yeah. I don't get what I'm supposed to be doing, but apparently I'll get more instruction later. Is there anyone else here, or just me and Gamanilia? There were a couple people, and actually, Mariana mm-hmm. has still been around, and she's been talking with you a little bit. Mm-hmm. She is actually the adopted granddaughter of Grandma Nelia. Okay. So I introduce Mariana and Dahlia. Nice to meet you. And you as well. 
If you need me for anything, I'll be around. <laughs> so it's like, I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Take a leave. Is there like space around here? Or is it just like this closed in uh, little valley type thing? It's the canyon, which then leads and opens out into the valley and the clearing. Like, clearing is a smaller, but the valley is actually much bigger and goes beyond the clearing. Okay. So, so there is open space. What's the moon looking like? It's a new moon phase. Is she speaking to you? Sort of. I need to run. Would you like me to come with you? Do you want to go by yourself? You can if you want. Well, we'll come with you. Alright. I'm gonna try that thing again. That suggestion you had. Mm-hmm. I gotta release some of this fucking energy. I've been literally doing nothing all day. Really? You just sat there? Yeah. Hmm. She said there was more to it, but didn't bother to tell me what. Hope she does eventually. It's kind of a shitty teacher. Just sit here and figure it out yourself. Uh, I think she was trying to test me or something, see how long I could sit. Did you sit all day? <laughs> so, good good job, I suppose. When I was feral, I literally sat all day. <laughs> it was a constant stream of shift, rest, shift, rest, shift, rest. Hmm. Constantly. And how long were you in the woods? Years, right? Two. Two years. Wow. So, uh, yeah, you're good. Yep. I need to fucking run. Okay. Uh, give me a wisdom check as you, like, try to focus in on what you were doing before. Eighteen. Eighteen. Okay. Again, the shift isn't quite the same as, like, when you would focus on rage. Rage, right. It is more of a true hybrid form as opposed to like the almost full wolf form. Right. And thoughts are still a little on the hazier side, but not nearly so much as the other way. It's catching your head. Can I smell the air? Make sure we're the only one. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's more than just us technically out here, but Mm -hmm. just kind of making sure we're not being followed, I guess. 26. You've spent, as you just said, two years feral in the woods. You have climbed up towards the top of mountains. You have spent weeks at a time away from civilization. But in that one breath, you have never felt more pure nature around you. There's nobody following us, though. No. Okay. Look, it's lean. The minute you, like, turn to me looking, like, excited, I pop my wings. Grace. Oh, of course, just one more, just just give me one second, and then I go. Uh. (laughs) Chase after her. You take off running into the woods. How fast can I fly? How fast can I run? Talia, you're topping out at close to... 40 miles per hour. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Celine, you're coming in just shy of that. Okay. They got danced out. You did. I'm trying to 
passer. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> it takes a little bit, and, and you find yourself actually running on all fours on several points when the terrain favors that more. Mm-hmm. Okay, but as you're, you know, as, as you're about to catch up to me, I like stop and go the other way. So every time you're like about to catch up to me, I, I change direction. If you do that once more, uh-huh. then I stop, like dead stop, uh-huh. and wait for you to notice. It takes me a while, but... I just stop. And I, I stop when I realize I can't deal you or something. And I just wait till you find me again. So now I'm chasing you. Yeah, okay, chase you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, as soon as she gets just close enough that I turn and run. <laughs> and I start making it difficult. I start dodging through trees. Okay, smelt ass. <laughs> As we get to a really, like, heavily felsted, I fly up. Nat 20 to stealth. To do what? To, to hide. To hide. So as soon as you take off into the trees, uh-huh. I know what you're doing, or I think I know what you're doing. Mm-hmm. So I hide. Hmm. Man, she's so disappointed she doesn't have a tail and be fucking wagging right now. <laughs> So I perch on one of the trees and realize I cannot see Talia anymore. Oh, my God, she didn't think this far ahead. I hope on the branch that I'm on. Mm-hmm. I, I don't, like, dive down, but I, I descend at slightly slower than a free fall. Okay. It's clear that I'm still flying. Mm-hmm. So now what would I roll to find her? Perception. Perception. And you have advantage. I do. Perception? Uh-huh. Oh, 23. So Once you... I cast Guidance on myself. You can if you want. Yeah, let's do that. Now to beat you, I need a four. And I got a four. Still rolled a nap 20. You did, but okay. Here's what you do, right? I can hear her creeping up. Uh-huh. I don't let down that I can. So once I get close enough, I like basically grab her around the waist and take her to the ground. But like I mm-hmm. I roll so I take the like the actual like impact. Right. I probably dropped the shift at that point. Uh-huh. And like just like trying to not breathe really hard in her face. <laughs> that was fun. It was fun. You're rude to race with. <laughs> Why? Because I'm better than you? You don't play fair. Why play fair when I can play smart? I kiss you. I kiss you back. Yes, we should go back to the... To our children? Yeah. I suppose. Right, we got kids. Two of them. Are you sure we need to go back just yet? How secluded are we? Pretty secluded. We go back. We go back a little later. A little later. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, we, we head back to the door eventually. And check on the kids. Yep. Adrian is actually already in bed. Okay. I feel bad. We haven't been around. She's past couple of days. <laughs> Jareth is still awake in his room. I check on him and okay. make sure he's okay. Yeah. Mm. Hey, Mom. How you doing, kiddo? Okay. How was your day? Kind of boring. Sorry. Talon says tomorrow they might have some time to, like, go out and explore the city a bit. Oh, well, that'll be at least interesting. Yeah. Did they say they could come and talk to your mom at one point? Uh, they said that they should be able to do that tomorrow, too. So, yeah, just making sure he's okay, and and I'm still afraid to sleep, but I don't go out into the hallway. Roll me a d4. One. 
This time as you fall asleep, you wake up lying face up in the middle of the woods outside the grove. The air is suffused with that same red light. Can I tell the dream? Wisdom check. Twelve. Yes. Wake up. It's not real. You hear from somewhere deep in the forest echoing, Mom! Is there a direction it's coming from? Yes. Ahead and to the left. It's not real. It's not real. It repeats. Mom! Take a step back. Away from it. Ahead and to the left. I go back. Like I turn around. Not real. You turn around and suddenly find yourself outside the house, and the same red light, and you hear calling from inside the house Mom! Instead of into the new house, you open the door and it's the old house. But you you rush upstairs towards Jareth's room. Yeah. You rush upstairs and standing over Jareth in his bed is Brown. You're not real. He speaks, but it's the voice of the broker. Just another one to put down. He smiles and draws a silver knife. Calling Death Whisper doesn't do anything. You call Death's Whisper to your hand, but it's different. It's not Death's Whisper. It's Retribution. What's Brown doing? He's standing over Jareth with a knife drawn. Jareth is currently, like, unmoving underneath the blankets. I look directly at Brown. Mm Mm-hmm. You're not real. And I raise the gun to my head and pull the trigger. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Feywild West presented by Let's Be Legendary podcast. If you're enjoying our story, please take a moment to leave us a rating and review. It helps us out a lot, and we'll read your reviews on the podcast. We're all over social media, so you can find links on our website at letsbelegendarypodcast.com. We also have a list of links in our show notes. Our Discord server is a pretty active place these days, so please stop by and say hello. 
You can find a link to that too in our show notes and on our website. If you want to go a step further, consider supporting us on Patreon. You'll get to listen to episodes two days before the general public. Plus, you'll get exclusive sneak peeks on new art, DM and player's notes, deleted scenes, bloopers, and more. You'll also get access to Bonus Round, a limited exclusive series run by our patrons. We have a lot planned this year, so we hope you'll join us. Talia Argent-Gray is played by Chris Sass Council. Celine Argent-Gray is played by Megzi Sass Council. And our Dungeon Master is Molly Hexcroft. Our producer and editor is Molly Hexcroft, pronouns she, her. Producer and manager is Jess Richards, pronouns they, them. Producer, art director, and assistant mixer is Megzi Sass Council, pronouns she, her. And our producer, director, editor, and mixer is Chris Sass Council, pronouns they, them. Credits for music and sound effects can be found in the show notes. Celine's tarot deck is the Marigold deck by Emrit Esperar, and the tarot guide used in-game can be found at biddytarot.com. Thanks again for listening, and stay legendary.